The year is 2007. Prince performs the Super Bowl halftime show. The Nintendo Wii is one of the year's hottest Christmas presents. Apple announces the iPhone. The Spice Girls briefly reunite. And, according to Greta, is filmed? Is filmed. In New Jersey. <laughs> I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs. Okay, a couple things to address right at the top. First of all, trigger warning trigger for this warning. episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about suicide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not funny. Don't laugh. Um, yeah, so if that's a difficult topic for you, then listen to another episode. Exactly. We have so many out there. This so one, many. This is like our 17th episode. This one's not the one for you. And that's okay. We understand. Um, second of all, if you're a listener of the show, you're mm -hmm. probably thinking, 2007, didn't we already do that? Yeah. We did. We did. Uh, according to Greta, which is today's episode, mm -hmm. was filmed in 2007. Yes. But released in 2009. And written in 1992. <laughs> and written in 1992. <laughs> we could have done that. <laughs> um, but we've already covered 2009 pretty thoroughly. Pretty thoroughly. So... We're jumping back. Going 2009 back. was another year that Hillary was booked and busy. Honestly, we say it every time, but it's never not true. <laughs> She's never not working. This girl stays booked. She stays booked. Ugh. Um, Hope, where were you in 2007? Or 2009? 2000, Take your pick. Yeah, um, 2007, I'm in Cincinnati. I'm in seventh grade. I'm living my best life. I'm on the tennis team. Oh, okay. Yeah, little 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 known fact about me. I'm good at tennis. Um, in 2009, I think I was on the golf team. Oh, right, right. right. So kind of similar. <laughs> Very preppy of us. Yeah. Should we go in on a country club membership? For sure. I think that one year of golf really makes me a uh... yeah a golf dad. Yeah, a golf dad exactly. <laughs> um, what about your relationship to the movie? I have seen this movie before. I saw this movie once. I probably pretty soon after it came out, definitely watched it alone and um, felt sad about it. Yeah, it is a downer. <laughs> I remember like, I remember this movie and I remember being like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I don't like suicide. Right. That's my hot take. What about you? What's your relationship like with this movie? Have you seen it before? I had seen it before. Honestly, kind of similar. I think I rented it from like a Hollywood video. <gasps> Wow. Probably in 2009. I also watched it alone. Uh, I loved it at the time. I think I was just 14 mm -hmm. and like really moody. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I was so into it. And watching it back now as an adult, I think back then I was like, man, I love Greta. I relate to her so much. But now I realize I really just wanted to be Hilary Duff acting in a movie like this, you know? yeah, like a really gritty yes. drama. Yeah, you were like, I'm Hilary Duff in that I'm an actress. Oh, yeah. In that, that I'm a bitch. That <laughs> opening scene of her on the bus. That's what I remember the most. I was like, I could do this. <laughs> okay, I definitely had the same, the same feeling. Yeah. I do think if I had to like pinpoint where I watched this, I think I probably watched it on a portable DVD player mm. um, in Miami. Okay. We had like a summer in Miami where we stayed on like a relative's kind of dilapidated boat. Um, my st relative. It was my crappy stepdad. Um, Ugh. But I was very depressed that whole time because I was like around him. And I remember watching this, I think, on a 
just a portable DVD player alone in my misery. <laughs> Probably so relatable because yeah. she has like a stepdad situation in yes. this movie as well. Absolutely she and does. he's got a boat. Well, Grandpa's got a boat. Grandpa's got a boat. Gra- I wish I was on the Grandpa. It was kind of similar. It was a boat that couldn't leave the marina. Yeah. You know, a lot of... Um, a lot of structural issues, probably not safe for us to have been staying there. <laughs> it was just full of holes, full of water. I think I also love this movie because I used to spend summers with my grandparents yeah. in upstate New York. So different vibe, but I just sort of related to Greta and I was like so moody and brooding. And But is this how you treated your grandparents? Not at all. No. <laughs> in fact, the day that we're recording this, Happy birthday, Grandma. It's my grandma's birthday birthday today. Is this the grandma who got you those knives? Yes, it is. We love her. That sounds weird. But yeah, (laughs) it's way more normal than that. She won them at a casino (laughs) and sent them in the mail. Yeah, it's normal. How else do you get your kitchen knives? Exactly. Where else do knives come from? Yeah, they're not. Grandmas have to buy them. They're not throwing knives to to clear up for the audience. No, no, no. I already have my own set. (laughs) She has her own throwing knives. Grandma knows that. Um, so, I mean, we kind of touched on where Hillary was in 2007. Yeah. Do we want to talk more about Dignity? (laughs) Absolutely, we do. Um, great album. Well, I've already made you, um, compare Dignity songs to songs of Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Pretty heavily. (laughs) So I guess we've talked about Dignity. We've really talked about Dignity extensively, but if you had any, you know, if you want to quiz me on it, um, feel free. I'm here. What's, um, it's not a quiz, but what's your favorite song off the album? Oh, Stranger. Oh, that is a good one. Stranger. She's like, you're not who you used to be. Mm -hmm. There's a stranger sitting beside me. Relatable, dude. Yeah. I get that. I, I get that. Yeah. I do. I, there's so many times I go out in public and I'm like, that's a stranger <laughs> right beside me. Yeah. You know? When I was living in New York, it was pretty much just going on in my head in the loop. Like I'm stranger, 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 mm-hmm. stranger things. I was just about to ask if you've seen Stranger Things. I've seen season one. It got a little too spooky for me, guys. Oh, yeah. I have to have a boyfriend if I'm going to watch something scary. I and forgot. I famously don't have a boyfriend right now, so... Are you listening out there? Hey, if you're listening. Hope he's single. Apply to be my boyfriend and watch the rest of Stranger Things with me. (laughs) For the record, I'm also single, but I don't need a podcast to help me get a man. Oh my God. (laughs) You just need the the Raya. You need, I'm, I'm tragically waitlisted on Raya. Yeah, what is going on? Raya doesn't want me. Raya immediately took Paige. I think that. And it's like, Hope, you know what, girl? You're not tall enough. (laughs) that's what it is that's the only difference between me and Paige is that she's a little bit taller than me it doesn't make any sense I think that I maybe just applied at a time where they needed people no I think it does make sense well no it doesn't but we had I had a friend help me get on it and you had the same friend plus me yes a friend and a former guest of the podcast I know I don't know if we should say (laughs) who I don't know if it's out there that she's on She's on Raya? Okay. Well, we won't say her name, but you guys can um, listen to our episodes and guess which one of our guests has a pop in Raya profile. Just write in and tell us who you want to go on a date with. <laughs> and we'll let you know if you can. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you would think that the recommendation would hold the same amount of weight, but I guess I'm just not pretty enough. So really, it's me. I'm the problem. Because you had the same endorsement that I did, plus me. 
So they're like, ooh. If Paige is saying that Hope should be let into this community, she definitely shouldn't be. They yeah. just love to pretend like it's like so exclusive. Yeah. Well, they're not pretending. It is exclusive for me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'm going to get in there and I'm, it's going to be amazing. It's oh, yeah. like I'm honestly they're they're adding their value by making me wait. Right. It's like right. Christmas morning. <laughs> Definitely lower your expectations. I can't wait to see what Santa has given me. (laughs) The pool of people in there is, it's something. For me, it better better just be all the handsome brothers. (laughs) They're all married. They all married fans. Oh, dang it. Interesting. (laughs) That is interesting. Do you remember when I went to that handsome brothers concert? No, I love that you call them handsome brothers. Am I saying it wrong? They're just handsome, but... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> For me, they're the Hanson brothers. Are you thinking of the Jonas brothers, maybe? I'm always thinking about them. I mean, same. They're always Obviously. in my mind. Um, no, it's Bridget Mendler. Oh! Played yeah. either before or after them, and I FaceTimed you in. I remember. Um, but it was mostly like a Hanson concert. I didn't it was... know it was Hanson. She waved to me. She Bridget. waved to you, yeah. She I loved love you. I love her so much. I wonder if she'd remember me. Okay, I hope... Uh... Do you have a synopsis for the people? If anyone out there hasn't seen, according to Greta. Yes. Now that person even exists. They probably don't. (laughs) But again, trigger warning. We're going to get into the movie now. Turn off this episode. (laughs) Yes. Oh, if you want to. (laughs) Please keep listening. Please keep listening if you want to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If suicide is not an issue for you. Go ahead. Okay. Um... Suicidal teen, in parentheses, Hillary Duff, spends the summer with her grandparents in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. I think that is the actual synopsis of the movie. That's it? I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I guess she's, like, planning on this being the end of her life. Yeah. And she's just not happy to be there. Yeah. Her mom, like, sent her away. Her mom sent her away, and we later learn it's because the mom is struggling with her marriage, and Greta being there is hard for the marriage, according to the mom. Yeah, I think Greta even has a line that's like, your marriage only works when I'm not around, or something like that. She's just prioritizing her new husband. Yeah. Uh... Rough stuff. <laughs> Rough stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's a good, I think, I like that. That's a good stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we could go more into it if we want to, but I'd rather talk about the cast and the crew. Oh, absolutely. There's so much to get into. Oh, yeah. Isn't there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, I mean, Hillary Duff. Hillary Huge Duff. Fan. Huge fan. Ellen Bernstein, or Burstein. <laughs> God, what's wrong with Burstein, me? Burstein, Ellen Burstein. <laughs> Hillary Duff. Uh, Ellen Burstein. Mm-hmm. Michael Murphy. Mm-hmm. Evan Ross. Melissa Leo. Melissa Leo. Yep. And yeah, I kind of think that's it. That's like everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was the first time I was ever exposed to Evan Ross. How about you? I think so too. And gotta say, love him in this movie. Yeah, he's so good. I'm. He's probably, I know it's not the love interest section yet, but I feel like he's one of the best love interests we've seen. He's so wise beyond his years. He's so respectful of Greta. Yeah. And everything that she's going through. Yeah. He's great. He's great. I wish there was more Evan Ross in our lives. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Evan Ross? (laughs) Probably on his wife's Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) 
Great. So he's married. Who, for those of you who, oh, do you know who he's married to? No. <gasps> Should I, I guess? I thought you did. No. Yeah, sure, guess. Oh, okay. Another uh, icon of this era. Okay. Um, really? Yeah. Okay, well, it's not Mandy Moore. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so fun. <laughs> Dang, I'm just thinking like, now Evan Ross is another person I'm not going to match with on Raya. <laughs> Nope, he's happily married. To a singer or to a... Okay. (laughs) I made a face. You guys should have seen the face Paige made. It was like a diva face. I really thought you knew this because... Do you know who his mom is? Um, no. Diana. Okay, I was wondering because that's the only other Ross I know. Right, so Diana is his mom. Okay. Um, Therefore, he's married to... No, no, that's not a hint. (laughs) Not at all. He's married to his mom. (laughs) Is this fun for the listeners? I Absolutely. wonder. Okay, okay. You guys it's, are having fun, right? I mean, most of them have turned this episode off, I think. Because <laughs> I told them to twice. Um, okay, she's a singer with, also with a famous sister. A singer with a famous sister? Yeah. Okay, really? Is it Allie and AJ? No. <laughs> it's not Haley. Nope. That would be really funny if that was the way that you were describing Haley Duff. Is the famous sister a singer with her? Yeah. I wouldn't say with her. She's also a famous singer. Oh my gosh. Two sisters both sing. I would say, everyone would say, her sister is more successful. Okay, so he's married to Solange Knowles? No. Okay. (laughs) Really good guess, though. (laughs) They actually did Solange and Beyonce sing the Proud Family theme song together, so I would say that. Is Kyla Pratt? No, 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 no. Does Kyla Pratt have a sister? You've been watching too many Taylor Swift conspiracies, yeah, and like looking for hints in my (laughs) in my uh, words that are not there. (laughs) Okay, well, you said proud family. I'm I have absolutely been on Taylor Swift TikTok way too long. (laughs) I just think that every conversation with you is like an Easter egg. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Yeah. I wish I was that smart. I wish I was as smart as Taylor Swift. Can you sing a song that this that she sings? Yeah. Okay. Okay. On a Monday, I am waiting. Tuesday, I'm fading. Oh, man. Okay, I actually don't know who sings that song. <laughs> who sings that? Ashley Simpson. <gasps> what? Evan Ross and Ashley Simpson are married. I should double check and make sure they're still together, but... Oh, yeah. Please do. We, just check I on checked- Raya. <laughs> Last I checked, they were, like, super in love. Ashley Simpson. Yeah, and Evan Ross. Wow, good for them. Aw, what a cute couple. You know, I forget to think of Jessica Simpson as a singer. I think of her more as, like, a shoe brand. Oh, and there they are with uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, his sister. That's his sister? Yeah, also Diana's daughter. Oh, uh, (laughs) another Ross. That makes sense. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they just celebrated eight years Wow. Congratulations to Ashley and Evan. Yeah. I love that you didn't know that. And I got to teach you something. (laughs) I love teaching. You learn something new (laughs) on every episode of History Duffs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who else is in this movie? Well, no one. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Scratch that. You can't top that. You can't. Yeah. (laughs) And. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Hope Carew. (laughs) You know what I, um, I want to know if you had the same thought that I did while watching this. Hillary, I thought her character was very much giving Haley the whole time. Especially in the beginning. I was like, Haley Duff could have played this part. Do you feel like she was giving Haley or do you feel like she was giving 
Queen Lucinda. Oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> In Search of Santa, your favorite Hillary Duff yeah, movie. Yeah, because, because she's mean. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I think it was just the attitude. Yeah. Because uh, also in Material Girls, yeah. Haley's got the Attitude. Tude. But Hillary's good at giving to. She really is. She really is. No, I think she does a great job acting in this movie. And um, Ellen B., her co-star, even said in the deleted scenes, she's like, she was really stretching herself as an actor, and and she's like, and she did a really good job, and she was just amazed, like working with Hillary and everyone on the set. Like I, the whole deleted scenes, they were all like so impressed by her, because they were like, we've never really worked with a star of her caliber before, mm. like in terms of her being like a superstar with fans and stuff, right. and being like young, like a young, and being idol. young, and is she gonna be like a diva? Is she gonna have an attitude? And they said not at all. And that every day, like, because they started filming at, towards the end of summer, so there were still a lot of people in Ocean Grove. And every day, ta- like, I said Taylor. <laughs> every day Hillary would walk out of her trailer and sign say, sign autographs Aww. and, you know, hang out with her fans and was never, like, jaded or grumpy about it. It was, like, truly just so grounded. I love that. And true to herself, which is why we love Hillary. Honestly, I think it's kind of a shame that this movie didn't come out in 2007 or mm-hmm. like earlier before some of her other projects, because I do feel like this is the like one of her best performances that we've seen so far. Yes. And finally, something that is actually a little bit different role wise. Mm-hmm. She's done different kinds of movies. Yes. But this felt like a bit of a challenge, a bit of a stretch. Yeah. And I wish that it came out a little bit earlier. Well, they kept saying this is her first serious role. And I was like, is that true? It can't be. Raise your voice. Yeah. That's pretty heavy. Also, what about when she won, you know, young, best young actress yeah. in um, Soul Collector? The Soul Collector. Oh, yeah. She's done serious stuff before. I also read a fact that said it's the first Hilary Duff movie to, like, talk about sex. Oh, I read that same fact. It's Absolutely not so true. so not true. I was like... <laughs> Obviously, like, War Inc., she's, like, super sexual. Um, but the first thing that came to my mind was, like, Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> they talk about sex so much in that movie. <laughs> like, just the parents <laughs> make a lot of, specifically Cheaper by the Dozen 2. <laughs> yeah, we should write in, Cheaper by the Dozen 2 is the first movie that Hillary's in that references sex. Like, I just sex that- is such a large thing to reference. Yeah. Like, if you think about it. A ba- like a, a baby is a reference to sex, you I know? Think... <laughs> well, have you ever seen Hilary Duff be a baby in a movie? <laughs> nope. Um, I, yes, I have. When she was a little baby penguin. Okay, true. And In Search of Santa, true. I literally saw her get hatched. Good point. Yeah. That's such a good point. I saw her hatch day. <laughs> um, but uh, I just think that's such a funny fact. Yeah. Especially for it to not fact be true. Fact in quotes. Fact in quotes. I love the IMDb fact section. Or, like, the trivia section, because sometimes it's just really unhinged, like, when you were reading me those trivia things the other day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's, like, because it's user, like, generated. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, you can put whatever facts you want in there. (laughs) We should really be... Putting fake facts. No, not fake ones. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) But, yeah. As historians, it's kind of our duty to be updating these. That's true. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. That's a good project for us. Uh, We need another project. (laughs) I know. We're not busy enough. Um... But uh, I think maybe they meant it's the first time it's like, well, no, because I was going to say the first time they allude to her having sex, but she doesn't even have sex. They just kiss a lot. She does write the words, lose my virginity, though. Oh, true. 
Yeah. Because so in her, she has a to-do list and a to-die list. Um, she has a list. What's to do to die today? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she has a list of different ways to die. Um, and then she has a list of different things that she wants to accomplish before she dies. Mm-hmm. One of them, she tells her grandparents, is eat a bug. <laughs> And get in a fist fight with a grown man. Yes, which she promptly crosses off when she sees two men fighting. I thought that was a cute little detail. I mean, I thought that was a cute detail, but also, so here's what happens is that Hilary Duff is explicitly told by her grandmother not to walk through Asbury Park, which is a very dangerous part of town um, in New Jersey. And it's like, it's really sad. It's it's having a little bit of like a renaissance now, um, but it's basically... Like, just this really bad crime area in this beautiful little seaside New Jersey town. And she, like, slips through a fence and everything to walk home that that way. Which I thought was interesting because the geography in this movie changes a little bit. Hmm. Like I'm not familiar with the town. I don't know what... I don't think I've been to Ocean Grove, but I have been to a lot of, like, the, the Jersey Shore. Um, but I mean, like... In the beginning of the movie, when she's walking to work, she doesn't have to go this way. Oh. And then she takes, like, all these different longer ways home I see what at you the it's end. It's inconsistent. Yeah, it's a little Got inconsistent. It. And according to the goofs section of IMDb, <laughs> they notice that as well, but also can't really trust them. <laughs> I mean, that's so true. Can't trust the other Kid, fans. Absolutely cannot. But she basically slips through the gates and walks the way that she was told not to walk. Because she was told not to walk that way. Yes. She's going to do everything her grandparents tell her not to because that's her personality. That's who she is. And so she is like walking through and, and gets like pretty scared pretty quickly. You know, some guys come up to her. She sees a man like smoking crack, I believe. She sees, you know, like sex workers and then she stumbles across like two grown men getting into like a pretty violent fist fight. And she's clearly not feeling safe in this situation, but she still takes the time to pull out her notebook and cross out the fact that she wants to get in a fist fight. And it's like, maybe wait till you get home and you're sure. safe. <laughs> but it's so cute. It's so it funny. Is cute. It's also really cute that she ties her journal to her wrist and carries it with her everywhere, yeah. including when she goes swimming and she swims in the ocean and she just puts her, her arm above water. Yeah. It's pretty precious. Yeah, I wonder if that actually would work. <laughs> it's also like cute symbolism throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And at the end, spoiler not to jump ahead, she relinquishes her journal into the ocean yeah. once she decides that she wants to live. Yeah, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. It's really sweet. Like, her character really goes on a a soul journey in this movie. A soul yeah. collector, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... By the end, Mm -hmm. it feels a little bit rushed. It's like in the last 15 minutes that her mom shows up and her grandpa says, you're both staying here. Yeah. So they kind of hurry along at the end to sort of give it a happy ending. But yeah, it didn't even I mean, didn't even bug me that much. It's just something I noticed. Yeah. Something I noticed, too, is like when we're introduced to her mom, she's basically like, I'm going to take you and I'm going to send you off to like a boot camp for um, like delinquent girls, basically. Mm-hmm. And this is like a thing that was, I, f- I feel like, more popular at the time, or at least like we heard of more of these like intense boot camps for teens, like that Paris Hilton was sent to. I was going to say, I think we're talking about it more now because Paris Hilton has like, 
that's like her platform now. That's like she's fighting for, you know, get these schools and, and whatnot shut down. Yeah. Um, but I think they were I think they were used more often mm-hmm. back then, like Dr. Phil's what's it called? Turnabout camp or whatever that's like hugely controversial and it's one of these, you know, yeah really problematic um camps that he has like money in or stakes in whatever and sends all of the troubled teens on his show to oh so yeah he's getting like kickbacks oh for, that's it's awful. awful dr phil's terrible yeah and they really um like abuse the the children here and they they do it in the in the name of what's the word rehabilitation yeah i mean there's stories of like teens killing or hurting like the people that work there there's stories of kids who never come back yeah. Because they're not listened to or, like, taken seriously. It's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. Did you watch the Paris Hilton documentary? I did watch it. I actually watched so it good. while I was staying at your house this summer. Oh, wow. If you remember. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, I think, had a job. And I stayed on your couch and I watched the... A job? Doesn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I guess you just were um, not hanging out with me. <laughs> also, at the first mention of... Uh, her mom sending her to boot camp. I wrote in my notes, Hope's going to say this is Cadet Kelly. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not. <laughs> Huge Cadet Kelly vibes. <laughs> this is like the Cadet Kelly origin story. This is the, she's got a stepdad. She's going to boot camp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hillary Duff plays one role. Girls who go to boot camp. <laughs> According to Kelly. <laughs> And then she grows up and she's a pop star in Asia. Oh my gosh. We really could connect a lot of her, a lot of her Maybe movies. Maybe we should. To the Hillary Duff universe. The yeah. Duffiverse, if you will. Ooh, that's good. Okay, we'll talk about this after. That's good. That's my good cashier idea. at um, Trader Joe's yesterday had a, had a lot of Duff beer tattoos. Duff fear? Beer. Beer, beer. Oh, Duff beer. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons. Um, but I feel like he was secretly a Hillary Duff fan. Yeah, right? I we mean, why else? We've got to do something with Duff beer. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Besides, too. just drink write it. Write that down. Uh, uh, producer, write that down. Uh, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth. Kenneth sounded good, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's really good. Um, I do like her hair color a lot in this movie. It's I good. know you're like yeah. Team Brunette, so I wanted to mention it. This has like a little bit of a ready tone. I'm biased, but I am Team Brunette. Um, the worst hair movies for her so far have been both Stay Cool. And The Perfect Man, and it's like a similar weird blonde that she's got going on, where her hair just looks greasy all the time. Hmm, I feel like Raise Your Voice, I don't like her blonde Oh yeah, she's super blonde. That's the one where she's like bleached. Yeah, where it's like kind of hurts your eyes. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) It's a little Um, bright. (laughs) Yes, I agree with you though. I like it. It's like a light brown. Light brown. It's not quite as dark as Dignity. Yeah. But it's like a light brown. Yeah. Can I tell you when so when she gets her job as a waitress, Mm -hmm. she walks into a you know a restaurant and looking for a job, and I literally screamed because I thought that Lou, the manager, Mm -hmm. I thought at first glance he was Joshua Jackson. Oh my gosh! And I screamed. I was like, Oh my god, Paige and I are gonna have a field day talking about this. I wish it was Josh Jackson. That honestly, season two. Josh Jackson? <sighs> okay. Dude. I'm game. He's been in some great... Have you seen Cruel Intentions? Of course I've seen Cruel Intentions. <laughs> have you seen The Mighty Ducks? Uh, of course I've seen The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> have you seen 
another Josh Jackson movie. Uh, gee, I'm just thinking about his, t- his TV shows. Yeah, he's done a lot of TV shows. TV shows. TV shows. <laughs> I mean, he is Canadian. That's not a Yeah, Canadian. thank you. Anyway, anyway, this isn't the Josh Jackson podcast. Not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I share with you? Yeah. Can I share with you uh, my least favorite scene from this whole movie? Absolutely. It just gave me anxiety watching when, okay, Greta is working at the restaurant, Mm -hmm. okay, and she has to go back to the kitchen to ask Evan Ross about how all the different dishes taste. Yes. And she reveals that she's never had fish before. Yes. And he feeds her fish. Uh Uh-huh. And I knew it was going to be fine, but all I could think was like, what if she has an allergy that she doesn't know about? (laughs) This is so dangerous. That's really funny that that was your thought. I'd never, I knew that it was going to be fine. Yeah. But I still was like, that's such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> How could you do that? It is a bad idea. My mom's got a pretty serious um, fish allergies. Yeah. Shellfish. It's a serious, it's a serious all allergy. Things. Like, no, she can't even have things that are like near fish. Yes, totally. And homegirl wouldn't know if she has a fish allergy. She's never had fish before. Never had fish. I did relate to that because because of my mom's fish allergy, I had this like loyalty to my mom where I would never eat fish, mm-hmm. even though like I was encouraged to at my dad's house and you know what other family members were like, you should try this. And I'd be like, no, no. And my mom's like, you can eat fish. And I'd be like, no, I won't. I thought for the longest time that I hated tomatoes because my mom hates tomatoes. <laughs> and then finally, when I was like 22, I was like, these actually aren't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, these actually kind of rock. Same with eggplant. My dad hates eggplant or uh, cucumbers. I love cucumbers. I now. love cucumbers. Right? They're so good. My mom hates spinach, so I was never forced to eat spinach as a mm. child, which I think is why I like spinach now. Oh, because you're rebellious. Yeah. No one, no one ever made me. My aunt loved spinach so much that she literally gave it up for Lent one year. She loves it so much? Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, who lets their kid give up spinach for Lent? Yeah, that's... She honestly... <laughs> good trick yeah, it is a good trick. long con i know it's for an- weeks just being like oh my gosh i love spinach i can't get enough please mom more spinach and then being like oh no it looks like i have to give it up for months darn <laughs> brilliant honestly that's such a smart move shout out to you aunt katie <laughs> I thought for some reason i was like my mom you no talk, you my- call my mom aunt katie yeah i do <laughs> yeah. i mean some people do her nieces and nephews do so yeah so. that would make sense right. yeah yeah <laughs> Let me explain to you what an aunt is. Uh, how how did works. you feel about Hillary Duff's waitressing? Oh, um, like skill-wise? Mm-hmm. And like um, rapport? She Like her thing uh, with the customers is to be kind of a dick to them. Yeah. And they love it. They loved it. So I say, more power to you. And she like upsells them like a pro. She was honestly kind of a natural. Yeah. But it's because she was like so miserable being there that it that it she was like being that way in the first place. Yeah. Her, she, her character really is like a force to be reckoned with, probably because she gives she just gives no fucks. Tr- truly. Because she's like, I'm at the end of my life. Yeah. This isn't going to matter. And she's got like a major attitude problem because... She hasn't, she doesn't feel like she's been treated fairly. And honestly, it doesn't seem like she has been by her mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I relate to that. I relate to like feeling angry at, you know, as in being a teen. Like Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us do. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. I think that's why this movie like resonates, resonated with us. It probably resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Resonates with Evan. 
Ross? Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume. Do you think he's shown his kids? Do you think Ashley Simpson has watched this? Of course. Does she like Hillary Duff? Oh, didn't they have a feud? I know she had a feud with Lindsay. So honestly, maybe Ashley is Team Hillary. But didn't Ashley have a feud with with um, Haley? With Haley's album release? Oh, uh, Paris did. Oh, it's Paris. Okay. So gotta revisit. We gotta find out. I'm sure they're all they're all BFFs. I'm sure they're fine now, right? They're grown ups. They're gr- now. they're all like they're parents. You know, I yeah. gotta think that once you become a parent, a lot of your petty drama gets left behind or magnified like because so. of the hormones. <laughs> oh, true. I hope I hope so. I hope that's the case. Yeah. Or yeah, it just gets so much worse. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine for, like, a teen star or a child star when it can feel like your best years are kind of behind you. Like, not saying that's the case, but it might feel like that. I can see those feuds feeling, like, amplified as well, Mm -hmm. potentially. Yeah. But I also think... I think that Hillary is mature enough to not hold on to resentment if there was any. I like to think so. Yeah. I like to think so, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do like when she walks into her her grandma has like a shell collection. Yeah, she's like obsessed with shells. It's so cute. Which is really cute because the actress was saying, Ellen was saying that when she read the script, the character <laughs> I love that you're scared to say her last I'm name. I'm absolutely <laughs> terrified. <laughs> you called her Ellen B earlier. So cute. <laughs> okay, Ellen B. She read the script and she was like, that was the character I was least interested in. I found her to be the least dynamic. Her own character? Yeah. And she was like, and I was wondering, you know, what's the relationship like with Melissa Leo? And, you know, why did she feel neglected by her mom? So she's like, well, maybe her mom has another interest or another hobby. She's Mm. not just like sitting around being conservative in um, personality. She said, not like politics <laughs> just sitting around being conservative sitting around being conservative so she's but like probably she's like well there's all these shells around so she was like that's it I'm gonna make her like a shell artist and so that was kind of added to the script because she wanted to give her character some depth that's so funny because I felt like her character was so good yeah but I think that's maybe just the acting like because she's incredible true. but like there's so they sort of touch on like generational trauma a little mm-hmm. bit and I I she and Greta have a lot of tension and she kind of has to like figure out her role in all of this. I don't know. I thought to your, to your point, I think Ellen B did a great job with the character. Shout outs to Ellen B. <laughs> you know who you are. Okay. Now this is fun. And I've been looking for a way to like, um, lead you to this, but <laughs> Ellen B has worked with another actor that we really like, who is a teen child star of the nineties. Joshua Jackson. It's not Joshua okay. Jackson. It okay. is a man who starts with a J. James Vanderbeek. Nope. Ooh, good guess though. Another good, yeah. <laughs> Another man who starts with a J. John. Nothing. Nothing. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes, she's wow. worked with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. In what? Um, it's called like Walking to Egypt or a Walk in Egypt. Oh, we got to check that out. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. Um, Looks fine. Shout out to JTT, dude. Uh, maybe he's season two. Ooh. We just watched The Lion King <laughs> and Pinocchio. And uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas. I've seen, I, I've seen that movie way, way too it recently. It was always on TV. I feel like I've seen it a lot. It was always on TV. I feel like I've seen it a lot, too. Jessica Biel. Yeah, dude. There Maybe she is. season two. <laughs> no way. No, we'd have to talk way too much about Justin Timberlake. We'd have to, take, we'd have to talk fan. way too much about, 
you know, not vaccinating your kids. We could, though, talk about Seventh Heaven. You, you, <laughs> you just need a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'll find a way to work it into every episode. <laughs> I have not seen enough Seventh Heaven. I only watched Seventh Heaven when I was in eighth grade. It's so funny because I do love Seventh Heaven a lot, but it doesn't come up. Like, I feel like it's not in my top 10 TV shows that like really me. well how do you bring it up so often then <laughs> only with you and on this pod only with me yeah yeah okay <laughs> uh yeah uh, it's just funny. I it totally keeps, believe you <laughs> it keeps coming up and I'm happy to talk about it anytime Paige I know you have a seventh heaven diary <laughs> have you seen my seventh heaven tattoo <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good show uh, no notes it's perfect <laughs> okay I would recast the dad <laughs> no Mm-mm. He can do no wrong. Oh, yeah. But basically, the grandma, Ellen B., has this shell collection, and Hillary Duff walks in and is like, This shell hole. <laughs> That's good. I know. It's pretty I good. Bet which came first, the joke or the shell hobby? I think the shell hobby came first. I like to think they came up with the joke first. <laughs> that would be beautiful. We can't have her say hell hole. Rhymes with hell. Maybe she loves bells? <laughs> Yeah, this bell hole. Yeah, the grandma was going to have like a bell collection and then they they realized like for sound it wasn't going to be Imagine. Good. Oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. Or a Dell collection. She just, just... like wears bells. <laughs> she's like yelling at Greta and she's just jingling. jingling. <laughs> oh, I wish. If only I wrote this movie in 1992. In 1992. She beat me to it, unfortunately. The guy who wrote this movie, um, last name Gilvery, which is my mm. great grandma's last name. Fun Your fact. Your great grandma wrote this movie, mm-hmm. yeah. or at least her the husband did. <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least had to be. Well, I mean, I assume um, he was living in Ocean Grove at the time when he wrote it, and he grew up like thirty minutes away. Mm. I think that's interesting. Like that they. The movie is really set in the town. Like, the town yeah. is a character. Like, in Sex and the City, New York is a character. Mm-hmm. Ocean Grove is a character. I agree with that. I like that. The setting is a huge part of this movie. It couldn't take place just anywhere. Yeah. If she went to go visit her grandparents in, like, Kansas. Yeah. It would have been different, you know? It's Yeah, absolutely. I'm also just, like, very close with my grandparents, and I respect them so much that, like, watching her talk to her grandparents the way that she does, I'm like, <gasps> Hillary, Hillary. My my grandmother and I are really similar. So I feel like if I was like, life sucks, I want to die. She'd be like, me too, kid. (laughs) (laughs) I feel ya, you know. That is so funny. (laughs) When I was living in New York, my grandma, my my grandparents are from New York originally. My grandma's from the Bronx and she's like, oh, have you been to Jones Beach? And I was like, yes, I went to Jones Beach. It was so much fun. I had the best time there with my friends. Like, I love swimming in the ocean there. And she was like, I almost lost my life at Jones Beach. (laughs) It took three grown men to drag me out of the ocean. I almost drowned. Never go back there. Ever. That's like every conversation I have with my grandma. She's like, oh, did you go to Times Square? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I was once (laughs) held up at gunpoint in Times Square. Never return. It's like constantly. that's so good. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. She's very protective. She wants to tell me all of the tragedies so that they don't occur. But it's like, I love the beach. (laughs) Anytime I talk about traveling, my grandma makes me watch Taken. So similar. (laughs) 
I've seen Taken at her house like eight times. That is so funny. It's a favorite of hers for sure. That is so funny. Yep. Speaking, all time. Speaking of inappropriate grandparent movies, we showed my grandparents The Hangover on Christmas the year it came out. I watched The Hangover with my dad. It was like one of the first R-rated movies I was allowed to see. I was like 16. Mm -hmm. My parents were weirdly strict with me and what I watched and not so much with my brothers. Yeah. I wonder why. why. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, my little brother was like Because their hair was curlier than yours? (laughs) No, I'm the curliest. Oh, that's probably why. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Nothing to do with your gender. But my dad like thought he was so sneaky and he was like, okay, fine. You can watch The Hangover. And he just, like, sat on the couch behind me. Mm. Like, I was sitting in a chair closer to the TV, and he sat on the couch further away, as if I wasn't going to notice that he was, like, forcing me to watch with him. (laughs) I was way too old. Like, I should have been allowed to watch The Hangover on my own. (laughs) So stupid. When I lived with my dad freshman year, that was the year that um, Secret Lives of American Teenagers came out. (sighs) The best show. And I, that show <laughs> From, gave my dad so much anxiety because she's there. She's a freshman in high school and yeah. she immediately gets pregnant. Yeah. Episode one, like scene one, literally scene one and Molly Ringwald's in it. And my dad yeah. loves Molly Ringwald. So mm. like he, I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't. So I like put the show on. He got like season two entranced. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be really fun. That'd be so good. That would be amazing. She's kind of the Hillary Duff of her time. <gasps> we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> You guys, um, you didn't hear that. Cut this out. Cut this cut. out. This is for business purposes only. Cut to the last episode. We're like, there's an Easter egg uh, <laughs> somewhere in the first season of who we're going to cover in season two. We are the Taylor Swift. We think we're so Of the clever. podcasting world, just dropping Easter eggs everywhere. Yep, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. In fact, they're just real eggs. <laughs> um, but he was like so, he, so he watched some of it like, because of Molly, and then he saw the co- like the content of it, mm-hmm. and would just sit behind me as well, like on the couch, and I would sit on the floor, and he would just go, "Oh, hope, tell me this isn't what's happening at your school." And I went to a school with like literally six boys, because uh-huh. that was that school of fourteen kids, and he was like, "Doesn't matter." Six boys can do a lot of damage. He was like, it "Just needs one. You yeah. just need one." Yeah. Very stressed out that whole year. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine. I. Uh, started watching Secret Life of the American Teenager again in the pandemic. Oh, wow. Um, it's like a lot worse than I remember. Oh, I remember watching it being like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. I remember thinking that too. And then somehow it was even worse. <laughs> it is amazing how much Shailene Woodley's acting talent has grown, though. That's true. That's true. I mean, she was talented. Like, she was good yeah. in the show. Yeah, it was. But she's definitely way better than yeah she's yeah. grown into she's grown into be a much better actress than you would have and a kind of expected crazy I think. person yeah doesn't okay. she eat mud yeah or like clay yeah she eats clay she eats clay mm-hmm. oh sorry not mud and i mean she was engaged to aaron Rodgers. yeah you need any more evidence like they're <laughs> so bonkers they're both so out there yeah kind of a perfect match but um see your life the american teenager from the creator of Seventh Heaven. Oh my it's God! Like how they advertised it. You freak. I'm sorry, you brought it up. How am I supposed to not talk about it? Um, can I ask you another question? Yeah. What did you make of the scene on the boat where Hillary falls off? No, no. 
You thought it was intentional? Yeah. I really couldn't tell. I went back and forth on whether she was trying to fall off the boat or if it was an accident. So this is what I saw. Mm -hmm. She is eyeing the anchor. Yes. She's eyeing it pretty intensely. She is checking around behind her to see, like, okay, Julie's steering the boat. My grandparents are in the back. She takes it as an opportunity. And I don't think that she... She, I think she 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 wanted to do it, but she didn't want to do it at the same time. Like, and this is about, like, I think it's very telling that she has a teenage brain in this moment because she makes an impulse decision mm-hmm. where she does loosely tie up her leg in but the anchor. That's the part that makes me think it wasn't intentional because they make it look like she sort of accidentally stepped into the like rope that's mm-hmm. that's the i i just couldn't that was the really the one thing that i was like was this intentional or not because she like steps closer to the rail to look at the anchor and so it looks like it's an accident oh, okay but other than that all the evidence points to yeah being deliberate no i thought that she was doing it deliberately but that she didn't really think it was gonna happen like i think it's just speaks to like the frontal cortex not being closed all the way and that she's like seeing it as like a possibility and imagining it and then kind of takes it to that next step without realizing that there's going to be immediate consequences and when she falls and she hits her head I don't think she expected that yeah I think she thought that she was going to maybe gracefully go under and have this like beautiful serene death but and she also immediately that's not what happens. Of course. And yeah, she yeah, yeah. immediately regrets her decision. And Ivan Ross, Julie, makes the point that, you know, you want to be saved. Like he talks yeah. about his roommate at Juvie who did not want to be saved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the her like because I think I agree with you on a lot of that. Like I she was definitely eyeing the anchor. And she also has sort of an obsession with drowning. She mm-hmm. thinks it's like a peaceful way to go. Yeah. So I think part of it was just she was throwing the anchor over the side and like wanted to see it sink. But I don't know that she intentionally stepped in the rope. The only thing that makes me think it was on purpose was that she took her notebook off of her wrist. Because if she really wasn't planning on going in the water, I don't think there's any way she would have like yeah, I tried think, to save that. I think that she kind of got caught up in the fantasy of it and didn't understand the consequences. I do think that it was, like, purposeful, but at the same time, not really what she wanted to do, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. she was more like she was toying with the idea and then it actually happened and she immediately regretted. You can even see the regret on her face as soon as she hits her head on Mm -hmm. on the boat. One thing is for sure... Greta has no problem going into the water with all of her clothes on every single time. <laughs> yeah. Shoes and all. She just walks right, like three different times in this movie, she's yeah. fully submerged in a whole outfit. <laughs> in a whole outfit, which for me, that's one thing. I, yeah, I guess I'm okay with going into the water in my clothes. I guess that's fine. But then walking home in wet clothes, that, yeah. ugh. Awful. And like... The first a wet time, tool dress. Yeah, the first time she like gets in in that big poofy dress, I'm like, that thing's gonna be so heavy. Oh my gosh, so, so heavy. heavy. And she goes to that's when she goes to the restaurant too. She's like, let me go get a job on my way home. She's like, dripping I'm wet. soaking wet. 
Yeah. She gets the job. Joshua Jackson gives it to her. (laughs) I wish. Uh, Should we remake this whole movie? Joshua Jackson plays every part. (laughs) He can do it too. Now that would be good. He's so talented. So should we talk about the dinner scene where she brings Julie to dinner? Sure. Because that was like, I think the hardest scene to watch in many ways because Julie has confided in Hillary that he is an ex- he went to juvie. Yeah, but does it make him an ex-con? No, I mean, he was like a child. Yeah, so I don't think. but he, he tells um, Hillary that he went to juvie for stealing cars, and then she uses that information against him at dinner with her grandparents, and it's like clear that she's doing that just to provoke a reaction out of her grandparents and doesn't care that it is like humiliating basically to Julie yeah she's basically tricked her grandparents into letting her even invite him over because they think it's like a girlfriend yeah um and then when he's there she's like so she's just trying to get a rise out of them she Mm -hmm. first like is like oh it's a boy haha yeah and then and then she's and he's been to juvie for stealing cars yeah and it's funny because it's like she kind of I think picks Julie to almost have a crush on because of how controversial he'll be to her grandparents but he ends up being you know like a genuine love of hers he's the nicest guy he's the nicest guy and he really gives her perspective that I don't think that she was willing to hear from family members you know sometimes you need to hear something from a peer yeah exactly and someone who's like lived so much life yeah and lived a life that's different than yours like Mm -hmm. a way less privileged life than than hers yeah I do think this movie verges a couple of times it sort of gets really close to suggesting that Greta has too much privilege to be suicidal like there's certain Mm. ways that like Ellen Burstyn talks to her and certain things that Julie says where it's like what do you have to be sad about yeah kind of that's not really fair they don't say that outright but that's sort of what they're suggesting yeah and it's like clearly this girl needs help yeah that's obviously not what depression or suicidal ideation is about it's not about your privilege it's not about exactly and I think sometimes they were a little bit getting to that where it's like okay yeah you've had a bad life but like look at everything you do have like why would you want to kill yourself yeah (laughs) and obviously that's problematic it is yeah especially when you think about like all of the amazing successful people that we've you know had in pop culture who have you know, taken their own lives. It, it doesn't matter how much money you have. We've, no. you know, or how funny you are or how talented you are or the brand that you've built. You know, we've mm-hmm. learned from, you know, some incredible people who have unfortunately taken their lives. So it is kind of like a bad take for them to And I do suggest. think it's something that people still sort of throw around where it's yeah. like, what do you have to be sad about? Yeah. You know, so yeah, I definitely don't endorse that message. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that's not what um that's not what it's about. Yeah. So but with that being said, mm-hmm. I think that what Greta gets from Julie and from talking to her grandparents and her mom and everything is she gains like the desire to try to get better. Yeah. More so than she's like, Okay, yeah, I'm not depressed anymore. You're right. It's more that just that she's like, I do have this life that's worth living and I want to work towards like healing myself. So yeah. I think that that's. Yeah. And we also learn. Positive takeaway. We also learn from her grandfather confiding in Julie that um, Greta's father completed suicide when she was five years old and that she actually found him. She found him? Yeah. That's what he said. 
I didn't I didn't catch that part because she had never seen a photo of him. She said, um, so the grandpa was like, she found him. I don't know how much she remembers. Mm. And then we see her like crying on the stairs about it. So it's like if if you're a young child and, and you see that, I mean, of course, that's going to affect your, you know, your brain. Yeah. So oh, for them to for them to like, you know, uh, imply that it there's no, nothing for her to be sad about. It's like, of course, she has this trauma of that. And mm-hmm. how does that not, you know affect your psyche in some way or another of course yeah absolutely that's and it sounds like she's literally blocked it out like she doesn't even remember what her dad looks like she doesn't remember him from the first five years of her life you know yeah she's like completely blocked it out it sounds like um this is fun though is that the guy who plays her father in the picture is um john hurd who was melissa leo's real life boyfriend at the time oh yeah and the father of her son john matthew hurd John Matthew Heard. Do we know him? Um, I don't. <laughs> Do you know? Have you? Oh, have you matched with him on Raya? Uh, no, I haven't seen. Him. Oh, John Heard passed away. Oh, I didn't know that, but I did know that I recognized him because he's yeah. the dad from Home Alone. Yeah, I. He passed away five years ago. Oh, that's so sad. He's in Big. Yeah, he's got a lot. He's done a lot. Um, he's in The Sopranos. I was pulling it up to see, who, uh, like, what some of his credits. Um, yeah, he passed away. Yeah. I John Heard. That is sad. Unless you were a bad guy. We should do more research. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can still say R.I.P. Yes, definitely R.I.P. Even if you're a bad guy. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure R.I.P. But also, uh, I don't know if there's anything bad out there about him. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want this is that to what sound like, No, I don't want this to sound like an endorsement of him when I haven't. Uh, Done any research. Exactly, <laughs> See if yeah. he's been canceled. Exactly. Yeah, well, I do like the idea that. In the uh, universe of John Hurd, this means that Hilary Duff and Macaulay Culkin are siblings. Yeah. Right? Wow. Which makes Hilary Duff and Brenda Song sisters-in-law. <gasps> now that I would love. I would love if they were in a movie together. They would be so. I bet they'd be friends. I, bet I wonder if they are friends. <laughs> yeah. We know that Hilary Duff went on like a girl's mom weekend with Megan Trainer and yes. Ashley Tisdale. Brenda Song, were you there? Not invited. Not that from what I remember. Mm. Maybe she took the pictures. Maybe she took them all. She took them all. I would love to see a movie where they're like playing bat, like um, going to a bachelorette party together or something. Brenda's song. Every time I see Brenda's song, she's just such good vibes. She has like positive energy Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know. She just seems like such a great person. Yeah. Season two, Brenda's song. I would. Did you see a couple of years ago? Pass the plate? Yes. How'd you know? A couple of years ago. Um, no, a couple of years ago, they did a Phil of the Future reunion. I think it was honestly like in the pandemic and Brenda Song was there and they were talking to, she was just like, talk, she this like, like over Zoom. Yeah, over Zoom. She just knew everything about <laughs> like, everyone's life. And they, it was so cute. They broke all of the COVID protocols no, 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 no. to do a Phil of the Future reunion. <laughs> Remember they were doing all those reunions. They do, yeah. Like, she knew Zoom. everything about everyone's life. Like she kept up with them. Yeah. And she was talking to... Uh, Amy, what's her name? Amy Bruckner, who played Pim, who like retired from acting. And she's yes. like, wait, are you in LA? Let's get lunch. Like, it's just, really cute. just such positive vibes. I think she like brought everyone together for that too. It was just adorable. I wonder if I could catfish as Pim and get lunch with Brenda Song. <laughs> Is it weird? That's my immediate. <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. That's my immediate thought. Okay, fine. She's like a lawyer now. Okay. You don't think I could be a lawyer? I don't. But I have this blazer. 
Yeah, you've been wearing a blazer this whole time. I'm so hot. <laughs> well, do you uh, have any final thoughts? Anything, anything else before we wrap this up? Um, I would just say that if you are struggling or if someone you know is struggling, um, you can reach out to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline just by calling 988. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a text line as well. Yeah, the crisis text line, uh, you can text 24 hours a day. It's 741741, and you can connect with a crisis counselor via text. And, you know, we highly encourage you to, to reach out if you're struggling. Yes. Yes. And Definitely. we love you. Uh, should we talk about love interests? Yes. Best love interest. Such a sweetie. We love Julie. And I love that they don't end up together. Yes, I she know. She does not need a boyfriend right now, and he knows that. Oh, he knows that. And he, I love Julie for so many reasons, and one of them is because he sets boundaries. Yep. He's like, I cannot be with someone who is so cavalier with their life because I am taking care of my own life. Absolutely. And he's already lost a, a friend of his mm-hmm. this in through suicide but he's still there for her as much oh, as he absolutely. can be absolutely absolutely he, he sets healthy boundaries for himself and i admire that oh he's a great guy 10 uh, can we go higher 20 <laughs> no notes no notes for him i love you julie <laughs> he's taken oh, ashley simpson Berg. <laughs> but yeah he's the best i love him he's the best one we've had so far i agree um, except uh in Search of Santa, what was his name? Eugene. Eugene. Well, Eugene was a lawyer. Yeah, so. But I do like a man that can cook. That's true, that's true. But he did feed her fish yeah. without knowing if she had an allergy. True, but they were at a restaurant, which means there was most likely an EpiPen. Are there EpiPens at restaurants? There there should be, there right? Should be. In the emergency kit. Yeah. What's it called? First aid box? If, so, if like a customer was having an allergic reaction. I don't know if you can just go like stab them with an EpiPen. You can't. Right. Yeah. My friend, my friend Mary was having an allergic reaction. She's allergic to um, red ants. Mm. Um, Yeah. Poor Mary. And she got like, (laughs) she got um, like a bite or, you know, at school and the nurse refused to do the EpiPen on her. Was it her EpiPen? Yeah, but it was still, the nurse wouldn't do it, and she literally had to, like, go into the school parking lot to do it on herself. Wow. Which was, like, messed up, because her, like, but there are certain laws about that, so. Right, so I doubt restaurants keep them, and I doubt Greta's got one on her anyway. Well, she's soaking wet. So, he's a nine. (laughs) Julie's a nine. (laughs) He's still attentive. He tried to kill her, (laughs) which she would have loved. Oh, my Um, God. Um... (laughs) Let's tag ourselves. I'm going to go ahead and, can I say? Yeah. I think we're the grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> can I be the grandpa, though? Yeah. You're the crafter. I'm the one. crafter. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a bag of seashells. <laughs> and I'm just, like, kind of happy to be there. Yeah. I want peace. You're the glue of the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're the disciplinarian. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I discipline my wife, though. Keep her in line. Oh, someone's got to. And as we know from the movie, we have an active sex life. <laughs> True, yeah. I forgot that part. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> well... This has been the According to Greta episode. Uh, We do have a deleted scene. Just wait. Just wait. No intro required. Joseph, I've finished gluing my seashells together for the day. Well, Catherine, you know, it, it is Wednesday. Oh. And you know what that means. 
Well, it's our it's our sexy day. It's our sexy day. Well, hold on. Let me just put on my seashell bra. Oh, Catherine, you know what you do to me. Hold on. I've got to open the curtains. <laughs> Let me put on the music on the record player. Spin spin that track I love. <laughs> you know the one. Oh, I know the one. We've been married for 50 years and we we always put on this song every Wednesday. And only Wednesday. <laughs> of course. Well, that's when our granddaughter's working at the restaurant. Oh, Catherine, will you sing the song with for me? <laughs> Why, sure. According to you. <laughs> I can't get going without that Orianthe track. <laughs> In the background. Well, according to you, I'm a beautiful woman. I love how you just make <laughs> the songs your own. <laughs> Here, I have a better idea. Let me sing a different song to you. Well, Catherine. Yes. It's, it's not part of our Wednesday ritual. Well, I need, I need to spice it up a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to do a, a strip tease to this. So prepare yourself. Uh, uh, oh, I'm prepared. <laughs> why not, why not take a crazy chance? Oh, Catherine, can you pick a different song? <laughs> this one reminds me of our granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. This is what dreams Catherine, are... <laughs> Catherine, Catherine, I think this is having the, having the opposite effect of what you're going for. Well, I just feel like there's a stranger sitting next to me now. <laughs> Catherine, what, you don't want me to sing songs from Dignity, the album that was released this year? Catherine, you know that I've always said Hilary Duff bears a striking resemblance to our daughter Greta, <sighs> and that's not what I want to be thinking about on Wednesday. Well, fine, I, I guess I could sing, I guess I could sing songs from Haley Duff's album, except it was never released. <laughs> a tragedy. <laughs> The worst tragedy that I've lived through in my long, long life. Yes, I know, and you you were in multiple wars. I fought in the War of 1812. <laughs> well, I... A mark on our nation's history, <laughs> but nothing like the, the cancelization of, our, of Haley Duff's album. <laughs> nothing. Or the potential cancelization of John Hurd, we just don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> There hasn't been enough information. <laughs> we didn't look it up before we got sexy. There's just something about his face. <laughs> it makes you nervous. I don't trust it. <laughs> well, I have to say I'm thoroughly out of the mood now. So am I. Let me close these curtains back. Let me take off my seashell bra. <laughs> let me go back to whittling. <laughs> and let me go back to... Making more seashell bras. We'll try again next Wednesday. I'll see you next Wednesday, my love. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll be on this side of the room. And I'll be on the other side, and there's a big piece of tape dividing the room, so don't cross over onto my side. Not until next Wednesday. Not until next Wednesday. Good night. And scene. <laughs> um, and if you guys couldn't tell, that was actually... Me and Paige. Yep. Surprise. Surprise. This week, we're our own special guest. Yeah. And if you wanted to know what the grandparents' foreplay 
looked like? Well, now you do. That's a little teaser for you. (laughs) (laughs) Paige, that was Uh, beautiful. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> listen to the, I was gonna say listen to the podcast you just did you just did uh, great listen, job listen to other episodes maybe if you want share with your friends follow yeah. us on Instagram and on TikTok at History Duff's great content up there and great. follow Hillary Duff yeah she needs our endorsement for <laughs> sure <laughs> follow Hillary Duff and follow Evan Ross follow Evan Ross and, and you know what Follow Ashley Simpson. (laughs) They need our support now more than ever. And download Raya (laughs) for 20% off at Raya. (laughs) Yeah, see if you can get out of the waiting room faster than Hope. (laughs) Yeah, or if everyone could just message Raya to let me in, that would be amazing. (laughs) Well, I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And and this was History Duffs. Duffs.